Thank you for listening to the Culture of Splife podcast. Follow us on all of our social media at Culture of Splife. We typically like to record this podcast on Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on TikTok. But if there is a scheduling change, we will post that on all of our social media. So follow us at Culture of Splife. Jimmy G is no longer a backup, perhaps. No, he is not a backup at all whatsoever. I don't think. I don't I don't know. Who who is the backup on the Raiders team now? Um Marcus Tuiasasopo. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> you convinced me. I bought it. I was like, who is that guy? Tell me more about him, Josh. Oh no. I just want to say oh, I know. Thing. You know who it is. Who, who is it? Stidham. Oh my gosh. I I do know who it is yes. because he almost beat us. <laughs> yeah. As funny as it is to say, the 49ers almost lost to the Raiders because of Jarrett Stidham. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, and that would have been a big loss at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, we ended up going into overtime and, you know, just the stars aligned, right, for the overtime. It just landed perfect in our laps. But, right. but yeah, that uh, that is true. Um, I was listening to Colin Coward today talk about the Jimmy G trade, and he's he's pretty pumped about him with that offensive scheme. I don't know. I mean, you got weapons, right? I mean, do they do they have a decent running back? Well, well Josh Jacobs. They they tagged Josh Jacobs. Okay, um, okay. He'll so be they're, back. they're keeping him. All yeah. Right. Yeah, they they decided not to exercise the option going into last season and then he proceeded to lead the NFL in rushing. Right. So, uh they tagged him. Um, then, of course, they have Waller at tight end. Um, Hunter Rimfro, you know, on one side and uh, Devontae Adams on the other. Right. You know, so not, not awful. And then um, they've got a, a slot. No, Hunter's the slot guy. They've got another guy who did well two years ago and then he didn't really do well last year. Yeah. So, I know um, who you're talking about. I saw the stats on him, but I, I can't remember who it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but Renfro's a great possession receiver. Devontae Adams is always open. And if Waller has a couple more good years in him, you know, it's only a two year contract for, for Garoppolo. So it's definitely a prove a prove it contract type thing. So we'll see what happens. And then yeah. I guess Darnold went to your your team, right? Yeah, good old <laughs> good old Sam Darnold showing up for the 49ers there. <laughs> nothing, nothing like signing a contract to know that you're going to be the third string quarterback, right? right? Hey, yeah, you know, but whatever, you know, we we had to have somebody at that right. at that position, and I, you know, honestly, like you sign up to be the third string quarterback, you're like, I'm not getting any playing time, but <laughs> you never know, right? We used four last year. That's right. So, I saw Mike White sign with the Dolphins. Did you see that? I, did, I have not seen that one. Two years, $16 million. Very nice. To go from undrafted, you know, third, fourth string to starter with the JETS to now being the backup for $8 million a year to hold a clipboard. You know, it's not, not a bad gig if you can get so, it. So I have a prediction. He'll be the starter of the, of, of the Jets. <laughs> I think tomorrow is going to be the day that it gets announced. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. You think so? 
I'm I am one hundred percent positive he's going there. Uh, based on everything that I've read, you know, that's coming in live on Twitter. As you know, tomorrow is Tuesday, and if you don't know this about Tuesday, Tuesday is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, right, on the Pat McAfee show. So maybe it's an announced there. I don't know if that's that's the big thing, but everybody's saying the deal's done. Okay. Yeah, so I saw, we'll see. Uh, I saw on, like, first take or something today, Brandon Marshall interviewing him, uh, and he was being very coy with his responses. Right. Um, you know, everything has to have a deadline. You'll find out soon, things like that. But um, the talking heads, who is that? Uh, Max, Max, and uh, oh man, I can see all the guys. Right. Graziano, you know, all these NFL guys, they were like, you know, I really think if he were going there, the deal would already be done because the Packers don't want him. So he's. He, his choices are to retire or to go to the Jets because pretty much all the other spots are filled. Now, you know, especially with Jimmy G going to the Raiders. A name did, a name did pop up early, um, or rather, excuse me, not early, late last week. Another name did pop up, um, and I don't want to give away the segment too much before Rod gets here because I know he's dying to talk about it. But you know, Carolina actually put their name into the hat that they were interested in Rogers. So, to me, instead they gave their whole team away for the first pick in the draft. If he went there, that would be an interesting, like, what what do you do with that first pick now? What kind of needs do you fill? Um, although I think that they're going to try to get Cam Newton again. That's who they're drafting is, uh, is uh, another Cam Newton is their hopes. Um Got bad news for them. Those those number one picks for a quarterback that succeed are only once in a lifetime. You don't get to do it twice um, this close right. together, right? Yeah. So for sure, that's right. So who do you think they'll take, Stroud? I don't know. Just being completely honest, I would not have traded up for a quarterback this season. Right. I think you're fifty. 50 on anybody whether they're going to be good whether they're going to be bad because i mean obviously bryce young is a is a a good pick but is it a good pick in the nfl i don't i don't know because he's tiny. i don't know i know a guy who's five eight five nine maybe i know they say five ten but um right. i i should have sent you the picture i think it was a fake picture I think I told you about how he was walking in to the combine with right. a tight end that was 5'10", and he towered Bryce Young. Um, but I tried to show it to uh, day one this weekend, and I couldn't find the picture anymore. It was like a 404 error type situation. So right. I think I should have checked Snopes before I started talking about it, I guess. Right. But even <laughs> still, he's not big. But, you know, Drew Brees wasn't a big dude either. I mean, and, and he had an impressive career, so I, I can't go by that. That's the thing about the draft. You know, you go by, you know, like your wide receiver. Okay, is he fast? Does he have huge hands? You know, is he tall? Okay, yeah, he's going to be a great wide receiver. But think about how many good wide receivers have been out there that on paper were just kind of, eh, you know? Right. Because I would, I would venture to say 
in this world that we live in today, Jerry Rice would be a meh receiver. Yeah. You know, because he was a meh receiver then. Right. Right. He was not impressive out of the combine. Yeah. Or whatever they called it. I don't think they called it the combine back then. Right. I just saw Larry found us. Absolutely. What's up, yeah, Larry? Thanks for coming over to Facebook with us. <laughs> you know, the the college success quarterback is an interesting tell, right? Just because you have success in college doesn't make you a, an NFL player. I mean, you know, Tim Tebow, right? As much as I love to talk about how great Tim Tebow was for the Broncos that one season, man, his numbers are atrocious. Even for that season, right. they were horrible. Yeah, he knocked he my Steelers out of the playoffs in overtime with an 80-yard touchdown pass to Marius Thomas. It was actually a three- or five-yard pass, but it went for 80 for a touchdown. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's Manziel. Manziel. Good Lord. Yeah. I knew that was going to be bad, though. I said it myself um, that, that Manziel was going to be bad because I, I remember the moment that I actually spoke it into fruition uh, I was I was actually Josh and I used to work together. I was in a training class where we used to work at, and I said, you know, Manziel's not a, an NFL caliber player. I'm like, because if you look at in a, at Manziel on paper and you look at me on paper, we're the same dude. Like if you if you, if you describe us on paper, we're the same guy. And there is absolutely no way I would make it in the NFL. <laughs> I'm I'm getting destroyed. I'm getting lit up. Some fat dude's sitting on my head, and I'm dying. You know, like that's what's gonna happen. And and somebody had the audacity to say, "Well, doesn't he have muscles in places you don't have muscles?" And I'm like, you know, it's not that easy, right? It's not. You can't. I've got my own built-in quarterback jacket. I get it, right? I'm carrying a little weight in the middle, but still, like, you know, that should make him even more scary to put out there because that means he's skinnier than I am because muscle does in fact wet you know it is smaller than fat equivalent so um Larry I like your comment there man um I remember going to the Sugar Bowl uh Auburn against Oklahoma and we had this quarterback named Sean White and uh, he never did anything at Auburn uh, but get hurt a lot and uh I remember we played really well in the first quarter. Correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. But then we got blown out in the second half. And I remember going back to my hotel and watching videos of Jared Stidham at Baylor and being like, this is going to be our guy next year. And, uh, yeah, he just never he just never amounted to, oh, Jeremy Johnson, too. Yeah, that's right. No doubt. Heisman, right? Jeremy Johnson for Heisman. So the bottom line is a lot of quarterbacks came through Auburn after Nick Marshall and were not successful. And, you know, they say that Gus Malzahn can't do anything with a quarterback unless he can run. And um, Jeremy Johnson couldn't really run. <laughs> Sean White should have been able to run, but he was too small. He always got hurt. And then, of course, Jared Stidham could run with a piano on his back. That's what he looked like. But um, he did have that yeah. one good game. His last game, I think we beat one of the Big Ten teams like 60 to 10 or something. 
it was like an outback bowl or one of those i'd have to look it up exactly yeah i think i think it was northwestern wasn't it in the outback bowl uh, maybe that was that gosh that might have been back in gene chiswick or not gene chiswick yeah gene chiswick yeah he was he was before maybe that's who i'm thinking of it may have been i no it wasn't iowa yeah man that's gonna bother me. maybe it was purdue could have been yeah maybe it was purdue in the uh the, the nashville bowl what's that one called music city maybe right. that's what it was yeah so uh yeah, who knows? I mean, these guys, you think they're going to be so good just because they're good in college, and a lot of times they've already hit their ceiling. Well, um, you brought up, you know, or Larry brought up Jeremy Johnson. Uh, Jeremy Johnson was an interesting one because we got to see the the other phase, right? We saw him play in high school because the three of us, you know, including Larry, are all from Alabama, right? And so right. we heard all about him coming to Auburn. You know, the day that he signed – the size that he had, I mean, it was just fantastic, right? We were all excited, you know, Mr. Football, right? Going to be going to be at Auburn, and whew, that that turned out bad. I, I feel like though, once you have guys that can that can tear up the field like like you can in in college football, like you know, it, Big Twelve, SEC, all of that stuff, and that's exactly where I'm going. You, you get pressured, you can't keep your composure, you get nervous, you start seeing ghosts out there, and you make horrible decisions. It's like it's like me playing against my son in Madden, right? He's going to beat me that first quarter, but the fact that he knows he's playing his dad, it gets in his head a little bit, and then he loses his composure, and I'm, I'm wiping the floor with him by the end of the fourth, right? Because sure. it's, it's just in his head. Right. Again, it's, we start out every game like that now, and I'm thinking, "Holy crap! This is the this is the day I lose. This is the day I lose to my son. This yeah. is the day I lose to my son." And you know, he gets in his own head. He he starts, you know, he throws a couple of interceptions, you know, because he's not watching the field. He's just pressing the buttons, and that's what Jeremy Johnson was doing. Except for he's actually throwing the football and not playing a video game with his dad. Right. Um, and 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 you know, I think that a lot of guys do that once they get to the other level up, right? Because, you know, again, you go to college, SEC, you know, even down to the Conference USA level, you got a guy that can can run, you know, these defensive dudes that are that are running the ball, you know, sub 640s. Once you get to the NFL, everybody on your defense is running a sub 540. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. <laughs> It's the day I lose my dignity. Is is the day my son beats me in Madden? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm coaching him up really well. I want him to, want him to beat me. He's got a lot more time to dedicate to it. So, so I'm hoping. And I know we we need to get off this uh, this Auburn talk here. But uh, do y'all remember the game when uh, I I think we had a I think our quarterback was suspended, and Jeremy Johnson played against Arkansas. And he completely destroyed them. Right. And that's kind of where I was thinking, oh, this guy's going to be great. And then once he got the starting job on the cover of Sporting News, Heisman candidate, and then he goes to uh, the Georgia Dome and barely gets out of Louisville uh, or out of that Louisville game with a victory. And then it was all downhill from there. But, but. Okay. So looking at that game against Louisville, though, like, look at who their quarterback was. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous to think that, like, oh, yeah, 
Jeremy Johnson is going to beat Lamar Jackson, right? Like, that's going to be a thing. But it happened. Yeah. It really did happen. Um, but Lamar Jackson got benched that game, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah, that that Louisville game, they were still doing two two different quarterbacks. I can't remember if Lamar Jackson hadn't won the starting job fully and they benched their starter for him or if it was vice versa. But uh, they, they played two quarterbacks that game. So it wasn't fully Lamar Jackson. Uh, but even still, I'm, I'm trying to think who the other quarterback would have been. It was probably some other stud. They had like three quarterbacks in a row that were just phenomenal because um, they had uh, they had Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Then they had uh, Lamar Jackson. And, again, I can't remember who, who was between the two there. I can't remember. <laughs> Transition to this. What is Saban <laughs> waiting for to retire? <laughs> oh, day one's going to have something to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and take that question for us, Eric. Uh, what, what's, what's Saban waiting on to retire? I, um, I, I, I think that, um, that Saban will retire. Um, whenever, whenever Alabama wants him to retire is the answer to that question. Um, truly, I don't think that, that Saban is going anywhere anytime soon. Well, he just signed like an eight-year extension, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, but he does that every year, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know that that's any indication because he'll be like 900 years old by the end of that contract, I think. Um, but, but, you know, he, he used to say, I'm going to retire now, but now he's like, I'm going to be bored if I retire. You know, I'm not going to retire. So I, I just don't, I don't think that Nick Saban's going to retire. And used to, the rumor was that Dabo was the apparent heir or heir apparent, but I don't think that's the case anymore. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, Dabo would be foolish to leave Clemson at this point. Um, I think I know so, who takes over for Saban. And it's going to upset a lot of Alabama fans. But I think I know who takes over for Saban. Really? Yeah. What do you think? I think it's Lane Kiffin. That's going to be who takes over for Saban. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You cringed when I said it. <laughs> right. See, Larry. They can have him. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Larry said. Yep. Yep, yep. Either that so, or they're, uh, they're going to have to go, you know, outside of the of the SEC to get somebody. Right. Which they can do. You know, the Big Ten has coaches there. The Big 12 has coaches there. Um, although they're all coming into the SEC. Right. So, we'll see where that goes. The Big Ten is going to be huge. They're adding more people, aren't they? I don't know. I thought I thought wasn't wasn't there word that uh, that some of the uh, California teams were coming to the Big Ten? I don't know. They were leaving the Pac-12. Um, I don't know. I just know about the Big Twelve coming to the SEC. Um, that starts in what twenty four, I guess. Yes. Oklahoma and Texas. Yep. That's that's going to be my favorite. I love it. I love the idea of the SEC expanding and having more teams come in from the West that we'll have to ultimately put in the East for no stupid reason at all whatsoever. Looking at you, Missouri. Right. No doubt. Missouri is, 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 uh, East of, uh, California. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the 
Oh my, yes, no doubt. Oh no, we don't need to get rid of Vanderbilt. They're making us all look good from the, right. from the ACT score perspective. We got to got to get them in to bolster up the academics. <laughs> Although, didn't they beat us in recruiting last year? They did, and uh, <laughs> also uh, they had a good run in the basketball tournament this uh, this yeah. past week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, how about we do a little uh, little Uncle Joe's and then right. move into. The tournament talk. So there's a lot of that to do. Um, Drew, you you have a second one. A second question. Yeah, absolutely. I got a second. All right, question. very good. So the the first question of the day, and, and before I go too far, uh, just know that if you answer this question correct in the chat, um, if you're the first one to answer, you will receive a twenty-five dollar gift card from Mark Acuff at Birmingham Mortgage. So, uh, but as I say every week, this is Uncle Joe's trivia. Uncle Joe's not a cheater. Don't cheat. If you don't know the answer, don't put it in there. You know, we have listeners that, that have been honest, 100%. Not a single person has gotten any of my trivia questions right the entire 12 shows we've 13. had. <laughs> 13. 13 shows that we've had. So uh, the, the first question for tonight is, we all know that North Carolina didn't make the tournament, right? And subsequently didn't accept the NIT offer, which I thought was pretty funny. But North Carolina is the first team to be the preseason number one ranked team in the country to not make the tournament since this other team. So let me, let me say that again. That kind of sounded weird. There is one other team to start out as the preseason number one in the country and not make the tournament. Who was the last team to do it before North Carolina this year? I like it. I like it. Although I, I do question why they did. Well, I know why they didn't accept the NIT bid deep down inside. I really do. I think uh, they didn't want to be the uh, first uh, – First team to um, <laughs> be preseason number one and lose the NIT. <laughs> That's what their uh, their fear probably was there. So it makes sense. And Cincinnati is not the correct answer. <laughs> they didn't want to be yet another story, right? Right, right. <laughs> and then yeah, to lose no in the way, first round of the NIT. <laughs> there's no way you lose in the NIT if you're preseason number one and it looks good on you. Right. 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 Because that means that you went from preseason number one to below ranked 69th nationally, effectively, is what you just managed to do. That's like, right. that's, that's what you did. So, exactly. um, so yeah. All right. Let's look Larry's at telling us who it's not. We appreciate you, Larry. You are correct. It is not Maryland. Yep. Only like 250 <laughs> more teams to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man be here all night wait do we count like you've got like those swack teams and everything else that can get in as well you know right if they go undefeated and win their conference championships and stuff like that so uh that's right so it's it's probably over 250 teams <laughs> let me say but i was correct <laughs> you're not wrong i'll give you that one larry has found the loophole in our trivia <laughs> 
So what they were saying, though, is, you know, Carolina lost in quadruple overtime to Alabama. Right. If they win that game, they're a shoe-in for the tournament. So it's just amazing how one game, ultimately one point, determines whether or not you're eating bonbons at the house watching the tournament or participating in it. You know, it's funny to me, and I've, I've told this to Rod uh, before, like, you know, there's no good way to do the tournament, right? You know, he's he's a big bracketologist and everything. I've told him, I'm like, you know, it's tough whenever you're looking at these teams to go like, you know, like, like for example, you got Oral Roberts that comes into the tournament as a 12 seed. You know, by my math, that puts them roughly 48th ranked in the nation, right? You know, if we if we try to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you look at it and it's like, are they truly are they truly that though? Or is it because they just so happen to win their you know win win their game, right? They won their 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 conference championship. But then on the other hand, like they're a pretty awesome team. Like maybe maybe next week I'm singing a different song saying, Yeah, they should have been like a four seed, right? You know? Like I, I don't know where this is gonna turn into. You know, it's a it's an interesting uh interesting round, uh, you know, and it always is in the tournament, right? Because it just proves to you how little we actually know about what these are gonna look like. Um, cause I even saw how Houston was was upset, right? We'll talk about that one in a second. Let's let's do our next trivia question. You ready? Do it. For it? Yes. Should we should we tell people how this this question was generated? Sure. We're using all all the latest and greatest technology. You've heard of Chat GPT. Well, we have artificial intelligence creating trivia questions for our podcast now. And this this trivia question was 100% artificial intelligence created. It, it, it's a product of Chat GPT. Josh, just to let you know, yes. this this was created by by that buzzword, not created in China. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. Chat GPT is for not all of our, For all of our fans that didn't follow us to TikTok, and now we're trying to get them back here on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> and who knows where we end up? We'll probably end up on YouTube, right? Because that's where everything ends up. Right. Okay, I've got to read over the question one more time. It's on this monitor over here. Sorry. All right, so here's the question. What is the name of the song that is often associated with March Madness? Ooh. And we'll hear it like 15 times in the next week or two. Right. You know, assuming we watch all the games. Yes. I will definitely be watching them from the house. Did you look at the price of tickets to go to the BJCC? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not looked at the price of the tickets yet. I, um, You know, it's rare I get to go to the BJCC because uh, everything's so expensive now to go to. Um but uh, but yeah, Houston is uh, already looking around too. Oh, oh, ding, ding, ding! Eric got is it. the winner. Gets to take home a gift card. You got it, Eric. There you yes. go. Yes, 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 yes. Good job. Yeah. So I looked at tickets on uh, yeah yesterday, I guess. And for Thursday, nosebleed seats in the end zone, we'll call it, right? Baseline tickets, 
$476 for one ticket. That's rough. Yes. That is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the comments that um, that the Houston coach is making, but um, he's very upset that he could potentially face Auburn in round two with home court advantage. Is that's that's what he said? He said maybe we should have been an eight or a nine seat, so we uh, we wouldn't have had to have uh, done this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're already getting in the heads of your own players. Oh, this isn't going to go well for my bracket because I wanted to give Auburn the benefit of the doubt and let them win one game. I'm not sure they're going to do that, but I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and uh, and I had them going out against Houston in the second round, and now Houston's already in its own head. It's fantastic. Yeah. And who knows if they'll have their star, Sasser, who got hurt in the semifinal right. Right. and uh, caused me to pick Memphis in the final. I wish I had been in Vegas. That would have been easy money. It would have been. But it had Memphis plus six. Yeah, I would have taken that all day long. But instead, I did it in my little fake gambling thing and won a bunch. So, <laughs> you know, you take what you can get, right? Right. Um, and, and by the way, I'm just throwing this out here. Last week, we made some predictions. And uh, mine's looking the best thus far. Man, and I watched my pick, UCLA against Arizona. And Arizona is tough. Yeah. Tough. I mean, UCLA should have tied it um, down the stretch, but was they were down one, I think. And uh, I can't remember how it played out. It was a late game, but I watched it. I watched it till the end and, of course, started watching it late. But they've got an injury that's pretty significant. So if, if he doesn't come back, I think his last name's Lewis or something like that, then, then – they may not they may not make it as far, but they've got a pretty good bracket, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're not in a bad spot, uh, but neither is Arizona. Yeah. Arizona Arizona could potentially win um win win out over there. Um because I think that uh let's see, they're the two seed right in Alabama's side. So I think Alabama, if they go by our predictions, will fizzle, right? Um and and so Arizona can remain dominant and potentially win that side out into the final four. So um, that'll be good for my bracket anyway. It'll be great. But yeah, I don't do a bracket. I don't do a bracket. I'm going to watch enough games as it is. I don't need to have a bracket to feel like I have to watch every game because that's what, I, that's what I'll do. This year, I actually we, – we have all – five members of my household with a bracket all the way from me my wife down to my five-year-old and watching a five-year-old pick teams is amazing because she can barely like recognize letters right <laughs> you know she's got that part down reading words is flat out so um she had an interesting final four. We're going to, we're going to say that Arizona's in her final four, which I don't think is a bad plan. I really don't think is a bad, bad plan, but her name is Andy and Arizona starts with an A and their logos that big A. And she's like, Ooh, I like them. And she's actually got them going to the finals against UConn, which, you know, was Rod's pick. Right. And, and they're facing, 
facing each other, and and UConn's winning that game. By the way, that's her 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 champion. So her and Rod aligned on that, but she liked the Yukon logo because she had a stuffed animal with her that was a dog, you know, while she's making her picks. And she's like, oh, I'm picking that one because it's a dog. And it went all the way, all the way. She said her stuffed animal helped her pick her bracket. Um, so I'm, I'm anxious. I hope she wins it out. Although I don't think Alabama is going to be going out against uh, – Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but that was her pick, so we'll see how that works out. You know, once it once the dust settles and it gets to the final four, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I can give you that one, but some of this other stuff in the middle, I'm not giving you. I guess it's a good thing the Akron Zips didn't make it, because I think they have a big A too, right? So oh, yeah. She could have yeah. the Akron Zips in the championship. Would have been tough. That would have been tough. The funniest one to me was uh, the Iowa logo almost tripped her up. She was like, oh, I like that one. No, that's Auburn. And so she went Auburn. <laughs> and and Auburn's going all the way to the final four, by the way. Oh, okay. But they get beat out by the dog, right? The dog picked UConn. So right. that was her scientific. I'm, I'm afraid she's going to have a perfect bracket. I'm afraid for two different reasons. One, because it would completely ruin mine. But another one is because we'll be on, like, Good Morning America, and I'm going to be having to explain this process <laughs> to, like, the whole United States. Right. It's crazy. This morning I was watching ESPN, and it showed that there had already been 5.6 million brackets filled out on ESPN. Right. <laughs> that is insane. Wow. Right. I'm in the I'm in the Yahoo bracket, I believe. Oh, okay. Twenty five thousand dollars on the line if I if I have a the best bracket or whatever, which I want, but you know, yeah. I'm more likely to get struck by lightning while winning the lottery than having <laughs> the best bracket. <laughs> That's why I always thought it was so funny how Warren Buffett said that he'd give a million dollars to the person. It was a that billion. Got Oh, a billion? With okay. The B, yeah. With a B, okay. Well, um, that's nothing compared to what you would win if Vegas would allow you to do it. Right. I mean, think about that parlay. You know, like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> even if you took, even if you took the bracket and bet accordingly, I mean, you're still going to be making like a, a ton of money in Vegas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about that. That's, what, 48, 56, 62, 63 games, right? Yeah. Do that math right? Yeah. So if you do a 63-game parlay, that's going to pay out more than maybe not a billion dollars. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Vegas won't do it, I don't think, so I don't think it matters. But um, No, they wouldn't. But yeah. yeah, like I said, even just betting and, and doubling your money, doubling your money 63 times. Like, right. Yeah. That would be insane, which I know most of those bets wouldn't be double. Truly, I don't think um, I'm not I'm not the, the, the best person to ask about gambling because uh, I don't. But <laughs> but yeah, that would be that would be an insane amount. 63, 63 win streak. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, because I told you about the, the guy that won, I think it was $400,000 on a dollar bet. 
UFC right. last week, the John Jones fight. Yeah. And it was only six things that he picked and he won right. $400,000 on a dollar bet. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of Cinderella slipper out there that'll, uh, make it through to the sweet 16, just like every year, somebody's going to get knocked off and I can't wait for Thursday to get here. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be whoever plays Gonzaga, right? That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it'll Adam be. Morrison crying on the court. Yeah, definitely. my my wife had them going to the final four, and um, she's like, "So is is this bad? Like, how bad is my final four? I'm like, honestly, like, it's not a hers isn't a bad final four. I'm like, but you know, you you you've got you've got them in it. Like, I I can't like, yeah, they're a good team, and yeah, they're capable of freaking winning it all, right? Right. I have faith in them. They could do it if they wanted to. Four seed, not unheard of at all to win the right. championship. But <laughs> let's just face who it is. I'm sick of putting them in my final four and getting heartbroken when they lose out, you know, in the in the second round or the third round. So I'm just done. I'm done yeah. with them. I think yeah. I've got them going into the Sweet 16, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Can't really remember too many teams, but – but yeah, I'm still going for Dew's winning it all. Sticking to my guns. Wow. I mean, that, that Edie kid, I watched a lot of him this weekend. He's a stud. Um, but I don't know, man. You got to be able to hit the three ball a whole lot in the tournament. And I just, I don't see them having the shooters to be able to get it done. I mean, think of how Auburn ran through in 2019 with shooters. Right, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, shooting it from way downtown. I agree. That <laughs> I agree, but but they didn't lose. So, man, did you see the end of the Penn State game though? No, I didn't. It was crazy. So Purdue was up seventeen with like six and a half minutes to go against Penn State yesterday, and Penn State got it all the way down to two points. Penn State inbounded the ball. It was a perfectly designed play. Guy runs behind almost like uh, the kid for Villanova. Remember against North Carolina, kind of shoveled it back to him, and he shuffled his feet. So then there were six-tenths of a second left. All they had to do was throw it to Edie. He just, like, hit it with his hand before anybody could jump up to touch it, and the game was over. But that's how close it was. Penn State's a pretty good team. So we'll see what they do in the tournament. But, uh, I mean, if you can get it down to the big man, I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. He is the most patient big man I've ever seen play in college basketball. I mean, he gets it. There'll be people around him swatting at him. Nothing changes what he's going to do. He either goes a little left-handed jump hook. It'd be interesting to see somebody with that much discipline playing in the NBA, right? Yeah. Like you could. I'm afraid he'll be too slow to be in the NBA. I think. I don't know. We'll see how that ages, but. Um, if you remember George Mirasan, the seven-six guy with the Washington Wizards, yeah, he was uh, he was so big and he did okay for a little while, but then he just couldn't. I think injuries really mounted because he was so big and, but he was he was slow and so we'll see we'll see what he does. Oh wow, I know who you're talking about. Who was talking trash to Zion? I remember seeing that video. <laughs> I couldn't see the end of what, what Larry said. Could you see that? Uh, uh, yeah, he said he'd be playing next year. 
playing next year in in where? Oh, I guess if Zion was only there a year, I guess he could be potentially playing in college next year, right? Right. Be a freshman. Yeah, that was that was funny. So I saw Rod just got home. I uh, wonder if he's going to be able to get on because we got to have the resident bracketologist before before the tournament. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And we're trying to actually adhere to a time, aren't we? This this go around. We're trying. We're trying. We'll see. <laughs> I think we try. only have two people listening, so try to ad adhere to something. Um, one day. Yeah. <laughs> may not be today. May not be tomorrow. But I'm refreshing, seeing if we can get them in there. Oops, I actually accidentally brightened my uh, my uh, video there. Um, I love it. The the video effects that you get either on TikTok or or you know just via the natural lighting that I have. I've got to watch out. I um, accidentally set my lighting the other day on a um, on a mode. I can for for those that are actually watching a video, I can probably pull it up here. Uh, to this mode right here. It's a uh, it's a natural light mode. You know, people have critiqued me for having the backdrop and everything like that. So I decided to go more of a natural light kind of mode. And um, I got made fun of for being yellow. That's what, what happened. It was just like in comments. That's all like, hey, you need to get your, your liver checked out. And I'm like, gee, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Thanks for watching <laughs> out. They said, I, said I look too yellow. There he is. What up? There he is. This is like a true, this is like a true bracketologist moment for you. You know, you just like hang out, enjoy yourself. We do the show and then we bring the bracketologist in to just kill it for the rest Making of the show. Making a cameo. That's it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. The resident Joe Lenardi, although maybe a little bit better than Joe Lenardi this year. I've, I've been, I've been consistently better than Joe Lenardi the whole time. Now, I, I will say this about him. He stepped up and did a lot better than usual. This year. <laughs> so, so I texted you, Rod, last night that Joe was uh, correct on 54 of 68 seeds. Mm -hmm. And tell me again what, what your uh, result was. Uh, uh, 66 out of 68 seeds were either seeded correctly or within one seed. So, wow, uh, as, as, as usual. <laughs> that is insane wow that's ridiculous what i would like to do josh is me and you should take out paper right now we should draw up the the bracket okay and me and you knowing knowing what seeds people are try to get 68 right, right. between both of them no way use each other to help no. and i don't think we would even get close we can you how about this we can use each other and standings <laughs> the standings and see how close we get yes you know, it's get just... the four number ones right maybe <laughs> kansas alabama purdue mm -hmm. houston and houston yes yeah. which i think with sasser out houston's overrated um, but I mean, even with him, I think they were slightly overrated simply because I mean, everybody just you know is just you know ooh and on over like the athleticism and how well they play defense. But if you look at a lot of games, even the game that Alabama beat them in, 
they have that tendency that, you know, yo, well, they've gone seven minutes without a field goal. You do that in the tournament against a good team, you're going home. So that's sure. I, at some point that's going to happen uh, to them. And I just think it's a travesty that you have Lenardi and then, of course, you have Jerry Palm on CBS. And every time you see basketball, you see them come up, well, according to Lenardi, right now the Texas A&M's a four seed, you know. And it's like we're saying it's like it's gospel. This guy historically is terrible at seeds. He's a little bit better than he usually is. But it's like people watch ESPN and they're like, well, I know I know what this selection committee is going to do just because I've had this guy for years say what the seeds are. So we're going to go by that. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's a little bit of that is also kind of uh, – kind of for show right mm -hmm. because like even you have have told me like okay this this team is is here they're here in the bracket mm -hmm. but they're not that seed right. they're not for real that seed and so even like you have to force your hand a little bit because you know what the selection committee is going to do which yeah, and, is not and, and, based on reality and, and here's the thing like i'm i missed two teams that weren't in the tournament and before beforehand, I was I was talking about it all weekend. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go in as if I'm a member of the selection committee and what I would do as opposed to what I I'm trying to think for them or trying to think what they would do. You know, and so that's a balancing act. And so at, at some point I'm saying, okay, if you're gonna use this criteria, then I'm going to go through that criteria. Kind of like NC State, you know, you say it's about who you beat. Well, they went one in six against their quad ones. So a one in six team, so you lost six out of seven. Then And then you've got somebody like Oklahoma State that, you know, they had 18 of them, but they won six of them. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, I mean, and I literally heard the guy last night say, well, out of their 18, they only won six of them. You know, that's not really a high percentage of quad one wins. Well, 33% still beats 14%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you literally lost almost every one of them. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of the thing that, that you can run into because everyone's like, who gets a perfect bracket? I, you can't get a perfect bracket simply because you, you, you can't get inside of the minds of 12 people that, you know, that, that think differently to just get the outcome. So you try to come as accurate as possible based off of this is the criteria they have. But, you know, it's just like with, with college football in the playoffs, you know, that target about what, what you value out of all the things you list kind of moves from time to time. And so that's what you run into when you, when you miss certain things. And so that was a good point, Drew. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of just look at thinking the way it would be if you were on the committee to select it, as opposed to trying to think how everybody else would think. So to me, what team do you think was was put on there at the lowest. Like, what what team what team should have been ranked higher than what was actually? Texas A and M was criminally underseated at a seven. I mean, the SEC got tied for the most amount of teams. The SEC and uh, the Big Ten they all got eight teams in there. So you're by by default you're saying that's the toughest conference in uh, that's tied for the toughest conference in basketball. So if I finish second in the toughest country, uh, toughest conference in the country, and I finish second in the tournament for the, the toughest conference in the country, I finished twice, number two in both of those, 
then how is it that I'm ranked like 28th in the country? You know, like I'm, you're, you're telling me that I'm not one of the best 20 teams in the country? That if I can finish runner-up in the regular season and the postseason in my conference? You know, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's one of them. Like I said, I don't think NC State had any business being in the tournament. Um, I really don't think Nevada had a, should have been in. So those are the two. And, and I, I missed those two, and I did it just based off of their criteria. I had Rutgers and Oklahoma State in. So, um, but, but, yeah, Texas A&M way, way underseeded. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are, are on the Marquette bandwagon. I think they were overseeded as a number two, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I mean, they, they, they were overseeded. Um, I think Kansas State's overseeded as a three. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that one, and uh, I, I was looking at the, uh, the statistics on Yahoo as to, you know, how far people get, get out. You know, you got a lot of people that, that, as we like to call it, use the Obama methodology where the, mm -hmm. the you know, your final four is the number one. Yeah, just right. You know, chalk, just, chalk. Yeah, yeah, chalk, 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 chalk. Yes, exactly. And, and so, like, you got to take into it to to account the people that are going to make their brackets just based off of that. You know, so oh, yeah. naturally the higher seed's going to win. Um, but it was funny to me the deeper that you got into Kansas State's journey, like they had to be one of the highest ranked upsets in the first round. For, especially for among the three seeds. Because yeah, you're talking well, the other three seeds were picked like 2% yeah, of the time. And they well, were like, I think, 10 or 12 or, yeah. or something like well, that. Here's the, the funniest thing about, and, and that's the uh, the East bracket. Here's the craziest thing about that bracket. All right, so we talked about the two seed was Marquette. Marquette was picked to finish ninth preseason in the Big East. Ninth. I saw that. Kansas State was picked to finish dead last preseason in the Big 12. Right? Wow. Tennessee is is overseeded as a number four without the with, with the point guard that tore his ACL. Right. Which they I mean, like, have they even won a game since that happened? No. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, they, they beat Ole Miss, who was like the last place team in the SEC in a in a grinder. Okay. But since then you haven't even won. They're the fourth seed in the East. And, the, you know, Duke has their customary, you know, we just returned from the dead where we're eight or nine seed and, and we beat like two straight mediocre ACC teams. And now all of a sudden ESPN is back on the bandwagon and now we're a five, right? Duke so, is in a trap game in the first round. Oh, that's a guarantee. Oral Roberts is legit. Yeah. I've got them in the Sweet 16. That I mean, like, that Oral, is Roberts, Oral Roberts game. has the easiest draw to the Sweet 16 outside of a high seed because all they got to do is beat Duke and then Tennessee. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, <clears throat> you look at that bracket when you start breaking it down, like, I mean, obviously somebody like Kentucky is, like, just completely, you know, just been inconsistent. But it's like, I mean, you got Purdue, obviously, but, I mean, outside of the seven-foot-four guys – I mean, like, I mean, you even just think about it, like, who thought about the balance of that bracket? <laughs> they, they didn't have to because yeah. they're they're putting me in my in my ultimate place. I told you guys, Purdue's winning it, <laughs> and that's how they're <laughs> winning it because they don't have to play anybody. Oh, it's real easy. And he, here's a stat for you guys uh, that are listening to remember when you pick your bracket. I think within the last 25 years, 
there's never been a national champion that hasn't at least gotten to the semifinals of their conference championship. Wow. So if you're picking a bracket, you're picking a national champion, make sure they at least got to the semis of their conference tournament. Hmm. Purdue won their conference tournament. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to lose it. Did you see it, Rod? Yes, yes. I mean, like, was they almost blew a 13-point lead in the last minute. I mean, 17, yeah. Yeah, 17-point lead with six minutes to go and yeah. almost blew it. Doesn't yep. matter. They don't have to face those teams anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I'll tell you, Rod, I watched the uh, Duke-Virginia game. And um, has Jeremy Roach been out? quite a bit he was on and out he was in and out uh i think the biggest change they made was um they have him playing off the ball like he was out with injury but but now he's playing as a two guard instead of a point guard man he's a difference maker and that flipowski kid he's gotten he an, looks he's, he's gotten aggressive he's and and uh he's upped his minutes as the season's gone on and so yeah i mean I would Duke could actually do something decent. They just got a team that's thirty and four, that's a twelve. Oral right. Roberts, who, if you recall, two years ago, Oral Roberts as a fifteen made the Sweet Sixteen. Right. They still have that team and that guy Acemas that was like an amazing point guard for them. He's still there. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! And and just to follow up from from my last chat about Oral Roberts, my son did enjoy the Oral Roberts University concert that he he attended. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Church. That's right. So <laughs> I showed up. I almost in a picture to you guys. I actually showed up and parked right by their van. They were they were like you know the parking place by the door, and I got there a little early. And I'm like, oh, I should take a picture, send it to to Rod and Josh. But I I just it was raining that evening, so I just kind of rushed in. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there, that is a trap game for Duke, though. It is. It's horrible. Um, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. But it builds a great story for Oral Roberts because mm -hmm. it makes them look like they're just knocking off a big team if uh, if they win it. So Yeah, they're going to the Sweet 16. I, I, I think they, they're going to beat Duke, and then they're going to come right back, and they're going to beat Tennessee. That's, that's where I have them at, too, is Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. So who do they lose to in the Sweet 16? Uh, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. I, I think it'll be uh, which, you know, Purdue's got a good shot uh, in, you know, uh, making it in the Final Four. I, I I see them losing to Arizona in the Final Four. I think Purdue and Kentucky will be the Elite Eight. And uh, Purdue's just is a little bit more consistent to win that one. But then I don't think they'll beat Arizona. That, that's where I'm down to as well, is uh, is is exact same matchups that you just said. Um Purdue beats Kentucky, uh, then Purdue uh, – I had them winning against uh, Arizona, which, you know, hearing Josh talk about Arizona before you got on uh, kind of scares me a little bit because uh, he was he was hyping them up. But, uh, but yeah, I've still got them going. Final. I said midseason that uh, either Arizona or UConn would be the team that I would pick to win it. Hmm. My daughter yeah, picked that. UConn to win it. <laughs> you know – I've always thought and been high on UConn. I think they'll they'll lose to Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. I think so. Yeah, I watched that, that Arizona UCLA. Oh man, that was a good one, man. Yeah, it was. Tiger missed the free throw to tie it. It's like the he has the highest percentage in Pac-12, and he made the first one. He and misses the second. One. 
Oh, yeah, the 85%. That game had the feel of an Elite Eight type of game. But that Jacquez guy that we were talking about, yes. he is special. Yes. When he wants I mean, to get the to the just makes plays. What's that? He just makes oh. plays. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm an, an, I know we can't change, but I still feel good about UCLA. But they have an injury, right? Yes. They have a pretty significant injury. Yeah, one of their top scorers is, is out for yeah. the year. Yeah. Clark is his oh, name. Oh, Clark. Okay. Wick, yeah. I knew yeah. it was a common name. I said Lewis earlier in the show, but Clark <laughs> works too. <laughs> oh, you can, Lewis Clark Expedition, you know, I can see. There you go. Going there. Um, no, I you mean, if, if he's not out, week. I pick them to be in the Final Four. Yeah. You can change week over week. You did it in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Watch the replay. We got it. We got it. I picked the Chiefs again. Against the Bungles, right? Yeah. I picked the Chiefs against the Eagles. We didn't do any picking other than that. Oh, no, we did. We 100% I ne did. never went against the Chiefs. Mm, we're going to have to check the replay on it. I'm just throwing that out will. there. You definitely, you definitely did change your picks. All right. We'll see. Because <laughs> I – I was making such a big deal about how I took the Chiefs, how I took the Chiefs. And you're like, well, you had a 25% chance. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the only one that picked the Chiefs. That's all that. Yeah, that was the, a, uh, the uh, Eric uh, day one episode, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but see, we started doing picks before that, though. That's no. the problem. Oh, at the beginning of the yeah. playoffs? Yeah. You mean before the Chiefs played? Because they had a bye the first week. So right, and we picked who was going to the Super Bowl. They're not playing, right? We we picked who was going to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm telling you, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be embarrassed. There's I've, I've got. I'm trying I've to got, Yeah, I mean we we had some initial picks. I can't even remember who. Oh, who I probably had. picked the Bills, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I picked the Bills. Well, I can't pick the Bills once the Bills are out, right? Yeah. So then I have to change. But um, but you cha you changed anyway. You changed anyway because you you had you had Bills Forty Niners if I'm not mistaken. Yeah yeah you had Bills and Niners and then and then you ended up Eagles and Chiefs by the end of it. So um, we changed week after week, guys. It just happens. We learn things. We get smarter as the days go Cause, on. Because I, I think I picked like the uh, Bengals and Forty Niners. It's like you know we're gonna relive yep. the uh, the, the uh, relive Montana to, to Taylor yep. in the back of the end zone. That's right. That's right. Yep. 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 We both. I think. I think me and Rod were unified on our picks uh, until the last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we, then, of we course, the, the conference championship games had to had to wreck that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All around. All around. No doubt. So it is 10:05. We're only five minutes late. Do we want to? Uh, go into our last segment or do we just want to cut it off here why don't we why don't you give some trivia answers all right because i don't even know the trivia questions that's right no i don't it's great that's right. so the the first trivia question for tonight rod was we know that north carolina didn't make the tournament and um obviously we also know that they declined the nit invitation because that ego is a little too big, I think. But uh, as Drew said, they were worried that they would lose in the first round. So then they would really be um, talked about quite a bit more than what I'm about to say. So 
Uh, North Carolina got eliminated from the, you know, wasn't able to make the tournament. And they are the first preseason number one to do it since this team did it last. So there was a, a team that did it before North mm -hmm. Carolina. Who was that team? Oh. To be the preseason number one and not make it to the dance. What? Are you asking me? Yeah. That was yeah. the trivia question, man. That was a trivia question. It was a team like in the early 70s. It was like maybe maybe like 74 or something like that that, that that this happened. I can't remember the team's name, but I know the year. Hey, Rod, oh. don't give up. Don't ever give up. Oh, NC State. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yep, the 74-75 NC State Wolfpack did not make the dance after winning the championship. Yep. All right, Drew had the second question, but day one got it right. So uh, I guess we don't even need to spend the time on that. Uh-oh, what was that one? Uh, it was, uh, this song is commonly associated with March Madness. Oh. What's the name oh, of the song? Oh, One Shiny Moment. There you go. That's it. There you go. There you yeah. go. Which, by the way, that, that question was actually generated by AI. Oh, here's the thing about... <laughs> Who initially did the One Shiny Moment song? Because I know everybody now, uh, you know, when you hear it, it's, it's, uh, it's Luther Vandross. Right. They did not change it to Luther Vandross until 2003. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, in that same, it's in that same genre of, of, of singer, balladeer, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I but it, it was, is. But it was initially not Luther. He re... He, he remastered the song in 2003. That was the same year that uh, Syracuse and Carmelo Anthony won it. But yep. it was somebody else that did it before him. It was Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. that, that's crazy. Go, go back and listen to, if you ever YouTube, like, any of the one shining moments before, like, you know, in the 90s, you'll, you'll hear it, it, it's Teddy. And then, of course, after 2003, you certainly know it's Luther. And you know when what? did Luther pass? Could have been too much after that. He literally passed less than a, I mean, less than a year after that. Wow. I mean, it was like months after the song. Wow. You know, you know what's amazing about the tournament, though. Like, you know, you've you've got the build up, right? The 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 whole thing. You know, it's 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 a big to do. You know, we've talked about like flipping a coin, like and it landing on heads. You know. 16 times to get you through your conference championship game and the tournament itself. You know, how many times can you win in a row? But here's the fun fact about the tournament. You know, there's never been a tournament that ended without a winner, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's going to win it. <laughs> like, like we act like, oh, oh, you know, all these teams go out there and only one team's going to have this moment that half of America probably picked or at least a quarter of America mm -hmm. picked, right? Like, because we're going to get to the point where it's like, Josh, you had a 25% chance. It's not that impressive that you picked this team, <laughs> right? Like, we're going to get to that point. And we act like it's just this magical thing, this one yeah. shining moment, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's because it's, it's, it's fairy tale-ish because you always have this Cinderella team or set of Cinderella teams and nobody expects to do anything. And it's like a true Disney movie story where they win a couple of games and 
all of a sudden everybody knows their names they're the darlings of of of, of society at that particular point and what's ironic is i mean we college basketball is probably the easiest place to get upsets on a significant level oh right? yeah it's a lot harder to do it in football uh whether it's you know college football nfl nba it's it's it's, it's hard to do that i mean because you've got a series you've got professionals you know but in college it's just you just have to be better on that day right right but we we say all that but then the championships always come down to blue bloods always either it's a blue blood or it's a team that was favored that year i mean like because I, I i'll never forget somebody said to me well you can't say it's blue bloods the year it was baylor against gonzaga well baylor and gonzaga were number one and two all year gonzaga right. didn't lose a game baylor only lost two i mean so those were the two best teams <laughs> there was no upset there was no cinderella there right <laughs> You know, it's it's funny that you say that, though, you know, because, again, you're right. You can have an upset at any any point in time, right? Kentucky's going to lose, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just it, – it happens. Yep. But, like, what I think people fail to realize is that the skill of of basketball is so much more mental than any other yeah. sport that that's competitive like this i mean outside of like a one-on-one -on -one sport like maybe like a tennis mm -hmm. or something like that because like i remember um oh god who was the ucla coach um wooden yeah. that John John wooden. yeah John yeah wooden. like he was you know he was amazing he's done stuff that nobody else will ever do right it, mm -hmm. it was impossible and i don't know if you guys have ever ever read the book or listened to the audio interviews of uh, Tony Robbins interviewing this guy. And like the stuff that he talked about, it was so, so elementary, so mm -hmm. juvenile stuff, but it's stuff that you, whenever you pay that, you know, $10,000 to go have one-on-one -on -one coaching with Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. it's the stuff that he tells you. It's all about up here. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything at all basketball related it's all up here yep. he didn't go out there and talk about how you know he revolutionized the game by doing a full court press between these minutes and these minutes and then doing mass substitutions and all this stuff no it was all mental preparedness yep. straight I mean, out of the gate yeah i mean they've even just said i mean it's doing common things uncommonly well right Right, yep. and it's and, and it's literally, you know, waking up in the morning, practicing more than everybody else practices. You know, like that's it's, all Nick Saban ever says he's done. Right, the Mamba mentality, if you will. That's all it is. Oh, yep. that was oh man. Good. Speaking of the Mamba mentality, I just read a story today that Julius Randall told about Kobe Bryant um, in Kobe's. I guess Julius's last year there, which or first year there, mm -hmm. which was also Kobe's last year, 2015, and they flew into Dallas to play the Mavericks, and this is Julius's hometown, and Kobe said, "So Julius, what are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna chill with the family," and he was like, "No, you're not. We're going to the gym." Mm -hmm. And he was like, "At that moment, I realized that you can never take a day off." And he said, the things that I learned on that day 
I still do to this day. And he said that um, they were playing the Pistons. I don't know if it was the Knicks. I'm guessing it was the Knicks that were playing the Pistons. And uh, there's a Detroit high school where basketball players are let in to, to shoot around. And uh, the athletic director let Julius in. And he said, you're the first player to come in here since Kobe Bryant. And he was like, wow. That's that Mamba mentality that Drew speaks of oh, right there. I mean, completely. Um, my daughter's basketball trainer, uh, <laughs> he's originally from uh, Missouri. And he used to clean up and, and help out in the gym. Um, and uh, this gym would just, he would always, uh, the, the guy that was over the gym just said, hey, leave the gym open. This was over the, uh, like, uh, around Christmas time. He's like, leave it over. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. Uh, uh, girl being here later on uh you know we just we we leave it open she has to get in here every day and so he would just leave it open this girl would come in and put up shots for hours you know like i mean like we're, we're talking about like christmas eve day after christmas all this type of stuff you know and, and it was you know this is this girl is like a high school girl right mm -hmm. and so uh you know uh he it was just he was just like this is just amazing like you know i i, I love her dedication and then uh, he said, so he asked, who is this girl that uh, keeps coming here? And he goes, oh, man, she's dedicated to this here. He, he said, yeah, her name's Maya Moore. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. when she was in high school, they left the gym open for her during, during the holidays because that's where she was going to be that's as a it. high school student. Yep. Yep. That's Probably my... has her jersey in the rafters, <laughs> I imagine, at UConn, right? <laughs> If not, yep. it will be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no doubt. Another Mamba story I heard. Have y'all seen the uh, Redeem Team? Yes. Netflix special? Yes, that was great. Oh, yeah. So this was right after Kobe had, uh, had the issue in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So he was like the most hated man mm -hmm. in sports, probably. You know, lost a bunch of endorsements. And uh, he ended up, I guess, the Redeem team got together and they were missing one key element and that was Kobe. So I can't remember, was Krzyzewski that called Kobe and invited mm -hmm. him in and he got there. And uh, at first it was just kind of weird that he was there. Um, and then one day everybody was coming up to the room at like four o'clock in the morning yep. after being out partying all night. And Kobe was in his gym clothes going down to work out in the gym. Mm -hmm. And from that, that moment on, those guys did, did the same thing Kobe did. Yes. Up at five o'clock, working out, no more partying. And then, of course, we saw what the mm -hmm. end result was on the basketball yes. court. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, was it, wasn't he the one that was like, you know, if you get up at four o'clock, you can be at the gym at like by five or whatever, and you can practice for two hours, take a break, eat breakfast, then go out and practice for two more hours, take a break, eat lunch, you know, and like had the day planned out. He's like, but if you sleep till seven, you've missed one two hour practice. And there's people out there that only practice for two hours a day. So you missed the whole day of practice because you slept in and it's like, what? <laughs> yep, that, that was right. And he would get in a practice right before the team showed up, play the game, and he would get in a practice right after the team left. Wow. It's very similar to Tiger, you know, at mm -hmm. his height. 
he would go out and dominate on the course and then he'd be hitting balls in the dark at, in the driving range, mm -hmm. you know, just <laughs> couldn't practice enough. Unbelievable. Whatever it takes. I wish that I, I liked something that much, <laughs> like anything at all like that i would be dedicated for because yeah. i mean you know I, I like to go to the gym right i like to work out mm -hmm. and pump some iron but like i'm not about to do that like three times a day you'll <laughs> die like you can't do that you know yeah I have, almost my, my daughter read that book uh literally at the beginning of the pandemic three years ago you know, probably mama mentality. Like, drum crazy. She was probably stir crazy then. Like, I gotta do this. I'm losing all this time, right? So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, y'all wanna call it 1018? We didn't get on till 905, oh, so good. we're only like 14 minutes late, I guess. But <laughs> this works. Yes, yes. Well, if you're if you're hearing me speak, you obviously found us again. We're back on Facebook Live, at least for this week. We will continue to notify you on Facebook where we're going to be. And then obviously in the other places, we'll let you know as well. But you know where you can find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, um, TikTok for different segments of the show. We're going to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, we're glad y'all made it today. We got comments from, uh, from day one and Larry. So Larry, thanks for following us over here to Facebook. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're glad you made it. And uh, we were actually talking about having you on the show here one of these days, if you'd like to do that. So Come on down. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we're looking for more listeners like Eric and Larry. Very engaging, completely changing the, the landscape of our show. You type something in and we just go. You know, like I, like I told y'all when we decided to start doing this, whose show is it anyway? There you go. Shout out to Drew Carey, right? So just give us ideas. Send us messages about what you want to hear us talk about, and uh, we'll just wind it up and go. So, um, again, thanks for coming, Larry. Thumbs up to you, and uh, we will definitely see everybody next week. Until